You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, welcome to the Grogs Podcast. We're here to talk about Doctor Who. We are continuing our Dr. Donna journey. Uh, season four, or series four, for you Brits. Episode four. Four and five of New Who. The Santaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky with the Doctor, Donna, and Martha. What were you going to say, Melanie? Santaran, seriously, because they're p- big potatoes. And they're not scary at all. Moffy was always a little super cutesy with his, like, with his Santarans, right? And he had the one character, I can't remember, Strax or whatever it was. Yeah, Strax. It was, like, just a comedic character. So, you know, Moffy is a little too cutesy for my taste at times. But I don't know that he was wrong to treat the characters that way. They are, just seem inherently goofy. Yeah. But if they're going to be goofy, can't they be cute? They have to be like, you know, if they're going to be goofy, they should they should be fun and not like a, a toe. Uh, yeah, I was about to say a gnarly stub toe looking at you. Yeah. I think the idea originally was that they were gross looking, right? But they're almost too smooth and weird looking. Then you know, like they're not like a horrifying monster. They're just like they just kind of look dumb. Yeah, they're not intimidating, right? And, and they're short. Remember- yeah. Like, that doesn't help. If I remember right, the first Santarin, that was third Doctor Era stuff, wasn't it? I want to like say so. I think you got a lot of Santarin stuff in the fourth Doctor Era, but I think the original Santarin adventure was third Doctor. So I guess Something. it's appropriate that these are very much unit episodes. And is this, it seems like, this is the reintroduction of the Santarans to New Who, but I could be wrong. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. That can't be an accident. That must have been an intentional decision to like. The care. Time Warrior. It was a Robert Holmes episode in 1973. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And I feel like he was not as short. The actor who no, they happened to have no, in that really, really, they weren't, I don't think, uh-huh. until I don't know when they became short. Maybe I'm, I'm going to blame the sixth doctor. It was probably that episode with the, <laughs> the, the two doctors. Interestingly, it's one of the classic monsters that come back and have not really been evolved. Right. They're warriors. They have the port in the back. That's their weakness. Yeah. Done. That's all you need. Yep. That's, that's still. All you need. Yep. One note They're, character. <laughs> one note monster. Warriors. Even the ice warriors, like, well, sometimes they come out of their suit and they're like speedy little, like yeah. weird lizard creatures, like none of that. And the, and the Cybermen, we evolved against our weakness to gold aeons ago. <laughs> right. Right away. Right away. The Daleks are like, we do stairs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still pretty sure if you throw a blanket over them, you're good. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. Yeah downside of a singular eye sock 
Yeah, and, and like no art, like hands to deal with yeah. anything. The superior Dalek was that robotic creature in that recent Mandalorian episode where he's like in the big robot robot For real, and then popped out in a little robot suit, and then was just like a robot head. That's the superior Dalek. It even had kind of the it made me think Dalek right away. Yeah, yeah, you'd and think- creepier. I mean, if they maybe they're genetically superior in their, you know, they say. But that doesn't mean that they can't get mechanically better. Why don't they ever try that? Genetically superior. Like, well, I guess, you know, that is one thing Chibnall, Chibnall era contributed to, like, classic monster lore was making a Dalek outside of the suit kind of an actual threat and creepy and, like, it'll ride you around like a skin vehicle you know yeah that was fun you know as much as i bag on chibnall he actually did all right when it came to the daleks like some of his better episodes in my mind were dalek episodes surprisingly right Mm -hmm. well i I know we're not talking about this this episode but he had interesting ideas it's just some of the ideas were maybe leave him on the floor but like the execution of a lot of it, whether it is his fault or not, and I'm going to say a lot of it is because it fell on the writing, just wasn't great, in my opinion. Speaking of, though, great writing, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay, so Santaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky, these episodes, watching this, Melanie's like, I don't remember, which shouldn't be a surprise, but she's like, I don't remember this at all. But I feel like, for me... These are two of the more forgettable episodes of right. the series four Doctor Who. There's some fun moments in there. Like, you know, we get we get that whole reunion scene between Donna and Wolf. You know, like that's a fun little human moment where I'm just like, oh man, this is the kind of stuff that Moffat and Chibnall tended to forget or overdo way, way too hard. And this felt more genuine to me. Even even after years, I don't know. Wilf has some uh, much too large of arm movements. I don't know who he's trying to flag down, like half the planet. <laughs> but it was ridiculous, mm. and I thought it was strange. But Melanie had things to say during that scene, and I was like, Wilf acts through his arms. He does that's- lots of big this and hands on face. Like that's he's a very emotional guy. It, I was feeling. It was, I was like, oh my god. He has not seen her for days. I think the kind of the brilliance of that, well, that's it. I think the brilliance of that is like, she's been gone like uh, a couple days, a few days, three, four days tops, maybe. And her mom's just like, oh, you're back and just starts harping right away. Right. But Gramps Uh, knows where she is, where she's been. He knows she's been out in space doing crazy space things. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that aspect too the writing in that scene. I do too. I just don't like her, him trying to like fly away when he sees her. <laughs> <laughs> He's easily overcome with emotions because that is his role. Is to <laughs> he really is. emotional in everything, every scene he's in, but he's Wilf. He's great. So if you don't remember listener, what these stories even are, these are very unit heavy episodes. Martha comes back into, into the fray. Martha, 
is calling the doctor in. She's working for unit now. Calling you home. Call, yes. And pulls him in. And the whole story is Atmos. They're basically a, some attachment for your car that reduces the emissions to zero. And also has to apparently also be your GPS. <laughs> like, right. It's like, what does the GPS have to do with this emissions device? But whatever. I think it's like an OnStar type thing or it's supposed to be. Right. 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 Yeah, you're right. And this would have been, this was 2008. So yeah, that's prime time, prime OnStar, right? Period. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys OnStar? But it's tying into the emissions thing. GPS, self-driving cars a little bit, even though it's a thing they can attach to whatever cars. Well, apparently suddenly half of Earth's cars have this just by default, this thing that was never mentioned, although it's not like they hop in cars that often in the show. And the person supposedly behind this is this young tech genius, this rich young genius, totally not an incel. Why would I even mention that? He's not like Elon Musk meets Zuckerberg, but like young. Oh, the, well, the whole weird, like inciting incident that pulled, uh, had Martha pull the doctor in was just that the fact that Atmos was the connecting factor in like the death of like 56 people across the world at the exact same minute or something, the exact same Thank time. You. But then it escalates quickly to, it's a Suntaran like plot of some kind. But not the usual Santaran plot. They're being sneaky and they're setting up clones and they're hiding off on a spaceship somewhere and they're like gonna gas people through this Atmos thing. And uh yeah, that's I mean, that's basically the plot. Martha gets cloned at some point. It turns Doctor out they're trying to jumps through a thing he finds in the guy's room, he just teleports himself onto a Santaran base and then teleports back. That's not unusual for him to do though. No, that's true. <laughs> super reckless of just like oh hey that's a teleporter where's this co you know he's doing right. it all the time uh, get on some weird alien ship and just uh, teleport all over the place transmat enemies of the doctor all they need to just be just observe him doing that once and be like I think I have a plan to get rid of the doctor yeah. <laughs> just, just set one up somewhere like he'll find it I don't know. Boom. Volcano. Something. <laughs> I know what yeah. this is. It's a transmat. Just a hop in and go. It's just what he does. He, just he would have been dead by Dr. Four. If I was an alien and out in space that could travel through space and time, I would do it too. I'd be like, oh, look, there's a teleporter. Let's see where it goes. So I'd be like jumping on the escalator, you know? <laughs> that kid is back on the escalator. See? That never goes well. I'm not wild about this. It's kind of forgettable. It has some fun moments. It has a, a great callback to Are You My Mommy? Are You My Mommy? In the, I think the second part, because you, one of the unit guys gives them, they're all putting on gas masks to go outside. And he puts on the gas masks and says it to the unit guy. And the unit guy is like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But we know that's the episode that got Randy to watch Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, and I think Doctor Who knows because they've referenced that one. They've referenced that one just this once. Everybody lives. What do you guys think of these? They kill a lot of people. Yeah, I I forget just how many people have to die in a Doctor Who episode. This is definitely during RTD's race to like bigger and bigger stakes. 
every episode potentially this is obviously like the whole world's at stake but in that some newscasters delivery some very like over the top it's like end times biblical proportions of like you know whatever but they mention hundreds of people in the middle of like tokyo and larger cities have died already blah 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 so yeah lots of people in this score creep of rtd we have already seen the master after all (laughs) so it's true like that's true this is the season after that we did have the dobby doctor so yeah and i forget a lot of things a lot but this one i really didn't remember at all at all and you know that's something and i (laughs) i don't you're not really regretting that you had forgotten this one no no because if that if nothing special about it really it's similar to many others that i've seen and nothing about it stands out really you know this was a cameo opportunity right right bring in and bring in an old an old companion and an old monster yeah, but if they're going to bring in an old companion, at least make it somebody who's slightly interesting. Martha's like the most boring person there is. And I think she's even more boring in this than she normally is. We have we have missed her for at least four episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> she's an old, old companion at this point. Listen, there's this, uh, roses on a screen for a split second before Donna comes in to frame and like change the channel. That's more exciting than what Martha... Yeah. You know, and I don't know what it is. Martha, they started strong with her. It's like, she's a doctor. She's super smart. Interesting idea for a, a companion. But, like, she's... It's like they started with a blank slate and then just didn't really finish. I don't know. Maybe, this almost maybe makes her... It, this almost made her worse. That was the whole thing is, like, is this what... Is this what you do to people? You turn them into soldiers? Is that what happens? And it, like... Yeah, that's what happened to her. That is. Like, she was a doctor who could, you know, have done anything. But instead, she became basically a military doctor. Which doesn't... Yeah, I mean, yeah, she did do a doctory thing. She was doing a checking on the workers and stuff. I mean, I liked that. I wish there would have been a little bit more about these, like, kind of zombied out workers who never take sick uh, sick days at this factory. Mm -hmm. But even so, like, partway through, she gets cloned. So real Martha's off screen and we get literally practically blank slate Martha who's just standing there looking somewhat ominous occasionally and resetting the 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 nuke code or whatever. Like and that's pretty much her whole role throughout most of it, which is you know, a little disappointing, I guess. Yeah. It's disappointing if you had expectations for her, but she is a doctor and she's got other things going for her. And she ends up with unit. Meanwhile, old guy who has nothing jumps into volcanoes going after bad guys. You know what I mean? She's boring. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're right. Even Graham, who's on his own, <laughs> he's like living an adventurer life. Right. Yeah. When she eventually yeah. just becomes a one note unit character, like the last time we see her is just. Her and Mickey on a unit date shooting bad guys together. Pew, pew. Like, right. Wow. (laughs) And then the next time we see her, she's in Torchwood to do a doctory thing. Well, not all the companions can be great, right? 
right? Kind of jumping, jumping to a slightly different topic, not to just keep crapping on these because these are fine, these episodes. I do think these might be, at least so far, the weakest of the season for me. And especially, like, there's some interesting stuff between, like, Donna and, like, her kind of, like, Martha infecting Donna with her worry about her family. That seemed a little bit like, Martha, shut up. She seems fine until you started talking to her about stuff. You gave her your anxiety. Yeah. But I think, I think part of like the forgetfulness for me, and this is kind of part of my beef with any time like unit needs to show up is we're suddenly in warehouses and factories and it's very bland looking and the story, it makes sense they're in a factory, I guess, but it just becomes like a generic factory and like units already set up there. So then whatever you got, maybe a unit control center where, wait, did they really have a control center set up to where they had control over the world's nukes from some random factory no they had control for the world's nukes from a freaking phone <laughs> that's right she did was changing it on her on her phone i mean she's got a high clearance level if she could just like that's yeah, i yeah. think that's why they needed martha specifically because she had a high clearance level but not a super interesting locations the villain guy the human villain could potentially be interesting if he wasn't so cartoonishly like kind of embarrassingly over the top and he's a big fan of the Santarans, you know he's just like like what how do you make the Santarans more ridiculous um you have like a little white guy (laughs) pretending to be one yeah oh yeah he was he was appropriating their culture hard big time (laughs) Santar ha also, that guy was not super bright. I mean, I liked this little quirks of like, I like the pettiness between him and the doctor a little bit. I mean, the doctor wasn't sweating none of it, but he was intentionally giving the guy a hard time because he's like, this guy's kind of a jerk. I like any time the doctor comes into a room full of stuff where it's like, he knows what all this is and that it shouldn't be there. And the person who's taking, it seems like this is a thing that's happened several times. And the person who's taking credit for this stuff is just like, well, How's he know this stuff? You know, I like, I like that. It's like, oh, this is all very standard except this piece. No way that you made this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, give think about that kid's, he's so smart. He's smarter than everybody, but he didn't really make any of the, you know, things that he got credit for making. I wonder how he even come into contact with them. I don't think they really addressed that. They probably saw him sitting outside crying. And they were like, you know what, kid? We can help you get Young girl, come here. <laughs> you gotta start <laughs> the tracks like <laughs> Yeah, the tracks, like, like, yeah, yeah. Come here, girl. Why are you weeping, little girl? But also his plan of like, so he had this, they even mentioned like Hitler youth, but he had this like compound set up, right? Like that's that's what I was train? thinking. He was like, that's why. You see, you found yourself a nice little like oddly military school thing Mm -hmm. and you were like oh that's our jam but that kid did not know how to like he obviously did not give them expectations to what they were working towards because when he showed up and he's like we're gonna this is the second end of the second episode he's like all right it's time for planet fall or plan planet fall or whatever they call he called it and he's like we're gonna go to this planet and start a new new population and there's like 
what are you talking about? It's like, maybe you should have prepared them a little bit better for what you actually had in mind. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So all his people that he was training, uh, (laughs) they're even like, we're going to repopulate it. He's like, there are breeding plans in place. And they're like, no, and walked out and, uh, he pulled a gun on him and, you know, and he's definitely not smart because you have to have 50 breeding pairs to avoid like problems. Yeah. Or else, you know, do you want air vents in the back of your neck? That's how you get air vents. Yep. yep. If I had an air vent or if people had air vents on the back of their necks, I would walk up behind people and blow on them all the time. <laughs> Is this thing on? I don't, I don't think you'd be very popular. Or you'd be very popular. I guess it depends what that actually does to people. Right. Oh, I was thinking it was like a belly button. So it would be like, you know. (laughs) I'd hate it. I'd be like, there's no vent on the back of my neck. What are you talking about? It doesn't (laughs) exist. It's not there. We were talking a little bit about uh, before the stream because we have a bad habit of doing that. It's interesting because this is a grab bag of things. There's like carbon emissions worries, uh, you know, obviously the OnStar stuff and GPS and self-driving cars, a rich, young, weaselly Tesla guys. billionaires, <laughs> right? Military stuff. Like it's such a grab bag of different like themes, but it doesn't really comment on anything. And if this was made during the Chibnall era, like I really, we'd probably have the doctor turning the camera and being like. <laughs> Carbon emissions will destroy Earth. <laughs> you know, something like su- super ham. The doctor would have just would just set, tell you. He's like, this is why this is why the aliens are so CGI. Yeah, remember that episode where there was like, we're stuck in a van and there's monsters outside. I would be fine with some social commentary in this. It's just it's so it's it's almost like shocking that it wasn't there. So it and it have... wasn't lambasted at the time. Right, right. Like if this had been made in the Chibnall era, boy, oh boy, would we have heard about it. You're right, because even it exists, even if the show didn't necessarily offer a opinion one way or the other, it, if it had those elements, it would have gotten woke, go broke. Yep, yep. Instead, I think the only thing I can remember is like, mm. This, uh, they tried to bring back the Santarans. Did it work? I don't know. It's fine. It's like fluff. It's filler. It's it's not bad, but it's not good at all. I kind of feel that way anytime the Santarans pop, pop up, to be honest, in New Who. Uh, like there was that Santaran episode, or did they even stretch that to, to, to a two-parter? What is it about Santarans and two-parters? In the Chimnal era, they did Santarans. And yeah. like... I mean, I guess there was some interesting, like, historical context that I wasn't privy to. I want to say that one was better than this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a different setting. It was interesting setting. But it was still kind of like, okay, yep, Santarans, they want to battle. I, they still had, the, the, they had some jokes with a horse or something. I don't know. But jokes. Usually RTD is pretty good at reintroducing an old foe. This is probably his first big fail on that front. He definitely didn't capture the magic that he did with the with the Cybermen and the Daleks. Right. Why do they always have to go to the Cybermen and Daleks? I guess at least they didn't make them... He didn't make them something they're not. Which I kind of feel like... Was it Moffat? 
or was that Chibnall? Who brought the Ice Warriors back? I kind of feel like it was Moffat. He tried. He turned them into they something were, that they. It just didn't seem. I was like, this just seems like Matt Smith in the submarine, or was that Capaldi in the submarine? Either way, that was Mara was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, you're right. It was Moffat. But you know, whatever, whatever. These were fine, but they are kind of weak. I enjoyed Tenet in it, of course. Okay, so the next episode up in this is The Doctor's Daughter. And oh. it had, they still have, like, you know, the hard-baked-into-the-episodes com- next week or next episode coming up on, so you get a preview. What a horrible clickbait preview of a... And even it plays into the title of The Doctor's Daughter, and it even says, he like, has a clip of him, like... She came from me. It's my daughter. And it's got a clip of Jenny and she's like, hi, dad, or whatever. It's like, what a horrible clickbait uh, preview that is. Like, what? I got to miss yeah. leading. Because then you get spoilers for next episode that we'll discuss is then you get to it. And it's like, it's, it's not, a, it's a clone, I guess. Right. Right. And you'll mad clone heavy in this season, huh? Yeah. So what's after that? The Unicorn and the Wasp. Oh, I actually like that one, even oh, though it's yeah. bonkers, but I like that right. one a lot. That's the, like, Agatha Christie one? Yeah, like a historical sort of. Right, right, sort of. But there's a wasp, of, there's a creature of some kind, of course. What a mixed bag those are. Martha, Martha's still not gone, though. She was about to leave, and the TARDIS is like, nope, bounced out. She's like supposed to be marrying somebody or engaged to somebody, but that just disappears, right? She ends up with like Mickey or something in the end. She is engaged to somebody. Oh, right. We don't know. Somebody we've never met. And I was, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad you mentioned that because does he ever get mentioned again? I don't think so. Is that supposed to be? Not to my knowledge. I don't think so. We kind of trash talk Martha, but I never liked the idea of her ending up with Mickey. That seems like a horrible cop out to me. Yeah. 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 No, that's not her type. Come on. No. Is he anybody's type really though? I have no. <laughs> Plays nope. live in his grandma's basement or something. Yeah. In two worlds. Oh man. So I was looking forward in episodes. The next one is Doctor's Donna and Unicorn and the Wasp. Doctor's Donna. Doctor's Daughter. <laughs> Why don't we get Grog's podcast episodes on the audio very often anymore? <laughs> this is why. We're broken. <laughs> we broke at some point. We're like, if you're if you're on the stream, you'll catch it. If not, we ain't keeping a record. Right. <laughs> we don't want you to have buyer's remorse. <laughs> for a free thing. <laughs> then after that is Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. Moffat episodes, but yeah. man, I like those ones a lot. Who's responsible for these ones? The ones we just watched. Helen Raynor. There's some fun stuff. I just didn't really enjoy Donna in this. I didn't enjoy Martha in this. Tenet Doctor is always kind of fun. I enjoyed, and I knew something bad was going to happen to him, rando soldier guy driving the doctor around who actually has a personality. Like, he crapped right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, 
who's this rando? Yeah. With a personality. What's and the doctor do? was had pretty good banter and chemistry with him, and it was like, he could have been an all right uh, companion. Right. Nope. He just served. The whole reason they even give him a personality is so that somebody could get killed and the doctor could be mad for half a second. Right. For one scene, he could be mad. It's, it's so he could say, his name was whatever his name was. I don't know. His <laughs> name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, man. Which is, I guess, pretty easy to see coming. It's just like, because that kid had more personality than the two head unit people we saw that were supposed to be somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, what was with the, like, the lady... And the head unit guy kissing at the end, and there's like, oh, it's like that's yeah. that's weird. I feel like that's somebody losing their job. I feel like oh, she's getting admired. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> somebody's yeah, somebody's not working at unit tomorrow. And they gave her a name, but I'm like, why? What's with those characters? That's weird. The girl has no name. <laughs> uh, also, does that guy pop up again? I uh, that guy did. Well, I kind of like the weird animosity, which is a thing they do often. Anytime the doctor encounters unit and it's not like, you know, a Leftbridge Stewart, then it's like. This is a decidedly different unit. What'd you think about it? Like, did you like it? Because it's closer to the original military vibe. But is it like too military? Is it like over the top military? It seemed, you know, it seemed very military. It seemed very Mm -hmm. like proper recognized has the keys to the nukes military yeah and that makes them i think to me more bland i guess than like ramshackle uh almost (laughs) under the radar we don't have much of a budget but we do our best right and that's i guess queen and country to if they're doing a throw like they even mentioned the 70s they're doing a throwback to third doctor era like it makes sense to do a more proper military style unit but something i was telling melanie because we were i was talking again a little bit about the unit spinoff that is going to happen versus something like the torchwood spinoff and i was like they're both like on paper similar type of organizations but just the fact that torchwood is more of like shadow organization or like under the radar not officially sanctioned like makes it more interesting to me than unit mm-hmm. but units like every time the mcu go goes to the agents of shield or something where it's like right. fbi guys running around i'm just a little bit more like checked out just like oh, okay boring <laughs> you know right but that's just me is unit gonna be listen unit the unit spinoff series needs to be and or not Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. True. True that. All right. Well, let's end the Grawlix episode proper, and then we can be amazed by something. Oh, okay. Future audio listeners, if you're wondering what are we talking about being amazed, first off, how can you have never watched one of our streams? And second off, check one of our live streams every Thursday at 8.30 Central Time. Uh, you can check it out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, one of those URLs slash Grolix Podcast. We'll be streaming there on Thursday night. Uh, otherwise, GrolixPodcast.com. Go there. And his name was Grolix Paulson. You got a Grolix. <laughs> you you got a Grolix them all. Yeah, got a Grolix them all. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for listening to the Grolux Podcast. The Grolux Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolux Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. It's basically Web of Fear, but in Disney World. (laughs) Web of Fear? (laughs) One of the greatest things I've ever made in my life. Ever made. It's a shot-for-shot remake of Web of Fear.